This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Horse Podcast Network. Podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the Wings of Blue Cheese Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast, with more shows on the way very soon. Find these shows wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or simply visit our website posted in the episode description. Now, without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, and more. The Buffalonian Podcast. All right. Let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, coming off of a disappointing loss last week in England, the Bills are looking to bounce back against... Why am I blanking on who they're playing? Who are they playing? The New York Giants. The New York Giants. That's right. That's, That's right. right. They're, so, they're so undermanned. Like, you I know. I don't even know if they're actually an NFL team with this. Right. Team. I mean, we're playing Bills legend Tyrod Taylor. I mean, which we'll get to. But I, I mean, it's it's going it's such a. I don't want to say it's like forgettable because I know I'm going to just eat my words if I say something like that. But unfortunately, the way that team has been playing after the way they played last year, um, it, it's not looking too good for Dable out there. So Let, let's put it this way. I, I I've been going back and forth. I'm not gonna like tell say what my score prediction will be, but like I've been going back and forth if I should make it a little closer than I think it's gonna be, or should I just actually just go full blown blowout? But if the Bills are the team we think they are, and as the ticker alludes that Tyrod is starting as the backup <laughs> quarterback, the Bills should absolutely kill this team. So no, yeah, I know. I think is the London hangover real? Yeah, because a lot of teams, again, as we talked about. The Bills did not take their bye after the London game, and a lot of teams, you know, Dude. coming off of London, a London game usually are a little sluggish. It's usually a competitive game into the fourth quarter, so I think that is like a slight concern of mine. But also, this being kind of a well, it is a night game, so they kind of have another seven hours of rest. If that makes sense, right? You get a little extended, so I guess maybe that helps them. Um, but no, I think this is a. I think this is going to be a, a game that you know the Bills kick the Giants' teeth in. But before that, our experiment last week Failed. clearly showed that you need to be drink some Buffalo Pepsi at least a sip. Every it's not going to be a sip now. because I'm owning up for picking the Vikings as my oh, mortal. Oh, so you're going to well, I'm doing. I'm going to chug this entire glass of it right here. It's pre-mixed. How, how many fingers is that? It is, is two fingers or two fingers, three? two fingers, little over two, actually a little over two fingers. So we're going to just chug this right here, get some good juju going for the bills and also atone for my atrocious mortal lock pick last week. So dink it and sink it. Oh my God. <coughs> oh my God. 
I'm surprised you. I, I, I took a sip of my uh, next quick chocolate milk just for you, buddy. I'm going to have indigestion for the rest of the show now. I'm going to be burping. I'm going to have to mute myself every two seconds. Was it yeah, better? There's, there's the residual hot sauce, if you could see it. Was it better as a sip two weeks ago or as a. Yeah, as way a, better as a sip. Shot. The only reason I chugged it this time is because I had to atone for my atrocious take. So, you know, it's it's all paid for. The bills are now getting good juju coming back their way. See, the pressure was on now that the camera was rolling. Like, you know, it's just I had to do it. So, whoo. <clears throat> I still don't know what to think about it. It's week week three of this trend, and I'm still seeing other people try it. I had someone tell me it was good, and I'm like, in what world is this a good combination? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I don't, I don't want. I've got to try. It, I'm gonna be honest. So you have to try it. I feel. I feel like. Okay. I, I feel like next Tuesday when we're in person, you had to bring it. I'll bring. Yeah, we'll even blue cheese rim it. We will do the whole thing. You haven't, yeah. you haven't done it yet. It'll be in a little smaller glass like this, though. Dude, I just had lunch too. This is not going to mix well in my stomach, so this is going to be interesting for the rest of this for the rest of this Friday, early Friday afternoon. Uh, but we're here for it. The Bills, the, you know, the experiment continues. Do they win after I drink Buffalo Pepsi? Uh, last week did not. Saw what happened. Unfortunate loss in in London. So we're going to keep pushing the narrative here that Buffalo Pepsi is what is making the Bills win until it does not work anymore. So. You know, that's unfortunately what has to happen. You know what I saw? This atrocious, atrocious remark. Someone was saying that to do an anti-Buffalo Pepsi, okay, you use Tabasco sauce, right, in Coca-Cola and with a ranch rim. Yeah, that, like, sounds, that's, that sounds that's, way worse. That sounds horrible compared to that. I mean, it, I haven't tried it with a blue cheese rim yet, but I know people who have and say that's the redeeming factor of it, I guess. So we'll have to see on Tuesday. I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. But yeah, getting talk, back into the Bills game. I guess before we even talk about the Bills game, I just have to oh boy. I feel like it's important to discuss this. Is that last yeah, well yesterday I should say, not yet last week. Yesterday, um the Denver Broncos lost, scored mm-hmm. eight points uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs didn't really look all that great either, but um Swift was in the building as well. Yeah, they just seem to be kind of going through the motions. I don't know if there's anything to really take away, but it seems that the Broncos are heading towards a fire sale. They just cut Frank Clark. They literally just, I think he played two games for them. Uh, they cut Randy Gregory, who played, I think it was 15 games for them, signed them two off, uh, two off seasons ago now. Uh, so everyone is talking about, you know, who's next. Is it Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton? I, I'm just going to put my foot down this right now. I don't think the Bills would trade for a receiver. I think it is quite silly for people to suggest that the Bills trade for a receiver. There's no need. I'm sorry. And I, and I say this for this reason. Josh Allen, whether you like Ken Doris or not, statistically, EPA per play, completion percentage over expected, is playing at his most efficient clip. Of his yep. entire career, better yep. than he was in 2020, and we all thought 2020 he should have won. The, he, I mean, if Rodgers in the golf, he didn't win, he'd win an MVP. So right, Rodgers had that fantastic year that kind of yeah. put him so out. So Josh is playing um, the most efficient he's ever had in his career, and I don't think another weapon really changes much. I think, am I annoyed? I shouldn't say annoyed, but do I feel like I wish Kincaid was more involved? Yes, but I think. I originally thought that was a Ken Dorsey issue. I think it's more, I don't want to say it's an issue. I think issue is like the wrong word, 
But yeah. like, if you're gonna say, oh, why is Kincaid not getting the ball? It's because Josh trusts more. You know, he's not. He's not. He's lower on the totem pole than he trusts Gabe Davis. Now you you saw that a lot in Jacksonville on a couple of those. Um, I don't want to say 50-50 balls, but those balls are tight and contested balls. He trusted Gabe to come down with them. Obviously, Diggs, he has the utmost trust in. Kincaid's just a little bit lower on that totem pole right now. And I think we're seeing, you know, if you look at the film, you're seeing a lot of moments where Kincaid is open, which is really good. I mean, it's a really encouraging sign because right. if once the trust between him and Josh develops, you, you hope it goes a little bit quicker than it was with Davis and Allen to where it is now, but once that trust between Kincaid and Allen develop, like Kincaid, I think his production will go will yeah. raise. And I don't right. think Jerry Judy, I don't think Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or player X from the right receiver position really changes what the Bills are no. offensively. And the Bills also have depth at the wide receiver position. Deontay Hardy is showing out this season. Okay, um, Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is Gabe Davis, and like you said. Dalton Kincaid, as that trust builds between him and Allen, will be more involved. Also, just to the point of everyone saying they wanted, you know, him to be the next Travis Kelsey. Okay. You see the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey. What receiving core do they have? Absolutely none. Okay. The Bills have a receiving core. So that is also a difference between the two teams where a tight end is not going to be your number one receiver when you have Stefan Diggs on the squad, right? Like, I'm sorry. I just have to put that out there. He's not, he's not the number one option. You're not going to see that same type of gameplay. Uh, when the Chiefs had Tyreek, yeah, Travis Hill, Travis Kelsey was great and like was a playmaker. He wasn't the number one target. That's going to be the similar situation that Dalton Kincaid is going to develop into as his and Josh Allen's trust develops as over time i think i'm not going to sit here and say well, he's going to be the next I travis kelsey but he's not probably gonna be the next travis kelsey but can he be like a mark andrews type a little maybe not the same level of receiving tight end as kelsey but maybe a little like a tier below sure yeah tj hawkinson maybe like that would maybe be more of the comp but right now kincaid is a secondary piece and right. that, that's fine for now obviously you want him to develop into more of a primary piece but I don't know. The offense has been pretty efficient for the most part. Even the Jets game, they're pretty efficient. They're pretty on schedule until those turnovers. I think the Jags was just a really weird game of just poor execution and mixed with poor play calling and the travel, I think, played an impact. So I think that game's kind of just a wild card game. But I think if you look at the other three games, they've been incredibly efficient. Yeah, and I think that's going to continue in this game. So going into this game now, now, now I think we could uh, move past uh, my. I'm not even slandering Jerry Judy. I'm not pulling a Steve Smith here and just like slandering Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's a fine wide receiver, but oh, he's like he's very, very he's a, he's a solid receiver. receiver. Solid but receiver. Like, we don't need we don't need another guy that's going to come in and have an Allen doesn't have that camaraderie that that trust with. No, he, then he just won't get the ball. That's like everyone's saying we needed DeAndre Hopkins in the off season. I'm sorry, we didn't. I'm going to just put that out there right now. I mean, you were pretty pro D Hop. I was pro D Hop over like <laughs> Derrick Henry. Like, we, you know what I mean? Okay, like, it you're, was like, you're a, you redeemed yourself on that. Yes. Comment. Like, it was it, like, I, w- I would rather have seen an addition to the wide receiving talent because Davis didn't have a great season. But at the same time, Davis had that ankle injury and clearly that was affecting him last year, where now he's not. I didn't want to see him add Derrick Henry. I mean, I did like I was pro Derrick Henry, but there was also a Leonard Fournette rumor going around. It's like, why? No, get the wide receiver. Get the, you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. So anyway, all right, let's, let's get, just dive into, let's the, get into the game and then we can get the keys to the game and then we can make pacing stuff. So yeah. 
Daniel Jones. I, I, I want to talk about the Bills injuries first because the Bills injuries are less. I'm, I'm not going to say interesting, but we are Bills pods. But so yeah. it seems like Benford's going to return because he was full practice on Wednesday, Thursday, and practicing Friday. So that's Which a really good encouraging. Fantastic. That's an yeah. encouraging sign. Uh, Kincaid is still in concussion protocol up until today. Yeah. I think today is going to be a big day where we see did he lose his uh, red contact jersey? Does that mean I think that means you're in the last stage that you could take contact and stuff in practice? Are they green this week though? Because the Bills are wearing their color rushes. It's a great question. They are. Josh has been wearing green, so I would assume. I thought that, that was just quarterback. I think the I thought the non-contact was still red. Oh, maybe it still is. Yeah, I, no, I'm I think sorry. the non-contact I is still always red. But you're right about the Josh wearing green this year. Did oh, okay. Quick sidebar. Not a fan of the Bills color rush. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew. I knew when I mentioned it, you were going to say. I'm sorry. Were. It's the opposite of the Sabres. You know how the Sabres have like amazing actual jerseys, but then the go-heads are less like up Amazing there. alternates. Yeah, yeah, amazing alternates. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite with the freaking Bills. The Bills have amazing jerseys, and then their alternate is dog cheeks. I would rather see them wear the color rush alternate, the all white, complete white out. Yeah, the all white is better than yeah, the all red. With the all face mask, like white face mask and everything, like. All like white out, make a white out Buffalo logo and then do that as your color rush. Like, no, that would it, be yeah, way better. Yeah. The red is just, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I'll just no. that. But imagine, uh, imagine this. Okay. I'm getting excited for a second. Just hear me out and then we can continue. Imagine an all white jersey, but like Zuba's Buffalo and like Zuba's lines on it. That, That'd be, that, that, that would that, be what, cold. Because they're playing their pajamas. No, 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 no. The that, would like, that, Joe, that would look like a white t shirt and. And what you would wear. I'm only bed. talking the Buffalo logo on the helmet and the stripe on the helmet. Oh, okay. everything, everything's all white like out. The pants, the pants. No, hell no, no. <laughs> all white uniform and just the like accents on the logo would be okay, that. That color. might not look too bad. I don't know. It would look you, you and I cool. both. You and I both. Oh, I have no artistic ability, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna just take your word for it on that one. But I, I don't. I mean, maybe that's just a little <laughs> my point of like my opinion on the color rush. But no, I'm just not. I, I just think the red is a little, little much for me. But yeah, big day for red. Me. Yeah, good. Continue. Go ahead. We'll we'll get off the color rush. Comment. Yeah, we we need, we're gonna be here for ten minutes if we're yeah. talking color rush. <laughs> but um, oh dang, I'm gonna say then the Giants. Are you talking about like the Giants color rush? Is that it's all white? Is that what you want for the Bills? No, the Bills have a color rush alternate that's all white. Oh, like they? they could wear it. Yeah, if another team mm. was wearing a red color rush and they oh, like a darker a color. Yeah, like a darker color. Like what it, the Giants are doing. Well, I, it's right, not really dark red, but red. Well, here's the thing, of. you can't. Like the Bills' first color rush outing was against the green, all green New York Jets. Anyone who's colorblind is not going to know what team's what. Like that's just what we're going to deal with. So that's why the alternate. I, I, I mean, it's in Madden at least. You can pick the color rush alternate, and it's all white. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's in Bills. real. Like, I'm not saying real life, but like, you know, what I mean, I don't, I don't know if they have a choice of that. But yeah, I mean, right. that would be better than. I would agree. Okay. Okay. Off back, the back to the Andrew. I'm sorry. We'll talk Tuesday about you guys. So you guys at the tension <laughs> deficit getting distracted. What a, yeah. what a, what a actual surprise on a Friday. But mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, big day for Kincaid. I mean, if he's not, if he's in the non-contact, I would assume he's not going to play. Um, Knox, yeah. that wrist is weird. I think he's going to play. I mean, hope he looked good catching the ball, but we don't know. Obviously, with blocking, uh, it looked like he was wearing like a. He went to the Sabers game. Um, mm-hmm. and he was had he had like that that wrist brace where it goes around your thumb and that black like yeah he had you know it I mean? like it's, it's it keeps it straight he's not yeah. gonna be able to bend his wrist yeah yeah so I I, I mean maybe that's just a sprain or whatever but maybe they'll club him up with one hand and only use him to block you know what I mean like just tape it up completely 
that would be like a broken hand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be smart. Um, Rousseau with the foot. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's kind of just going through the motions and testing out in practice. I I would be really surprised if Greg Rousseau played. I just I just don't believe. Like I know that, as we allude to, McDermott didn't rule anyone out, but I don't know. And then obviously Spectre's trying to come back from IR. They actually activated his um, practice time, so he has three weeks to return. Shaq looking pretty good. He batched back full practices, so maybe he returns. But honestly, maybe not because Kingsley Jonathan looked pretty good. So maybe Shaq Lawson's going to be a healthy scratch. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know how the, well, the numbers of the D line is going to be, but maybe, I mean, if we're so out, maybe that allows him to continue to play. I don't want to say continue to play. Like, but like, no, I mean, continue to prove himself a little bit. And you I, don't, know. I don't know, man. They usually keep, I mean, I think. Well, I guess they do kind of usually have, what, five edges? Mm-hmm. They usually keep activate, what, nine defensemen linemen? So yeah. they're probably going to have Puna come in for Daquan's spot. Yeah, I think he might still be activated because it might just be Vaughn, AJ, Leonard Floyd, Kingsley, Shaq, and then the four D tackles. I don't know. Well, we'll see on that. Uh, and then I guess the most important injury news for the Bills is Dane Jackson had back-to-back, did not practice with the foot. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get ruled out, but it's 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 unlikely he'll play. I would point. be surprised if he played. So then, I mean, then it's Elam and Benford. Here we go again, Kyir. Come on now. Yeah, what I, a moment I, for the young lad. Ky- yeah, dude. I just listen. I listened back. I, I know we we took a little road trip the other day. Okay, and we listened back to past podcasts, the draft specials we did. Okay, we did. We listened back to the Kincaid pick where you and I eventually warmed up to it. You actually called out Kincaid before, right? I believe you were on the Elam train a year before, too. Uh, not the train, I should say, but you thought that's where they might go. Corner, yeah. Uh, corner. I was all for corner. I would have been, listen, the fact that Benford has shown out the way he has is fantastic. Kyir should be fearing for his job at this point. I'm sorry. Like, well, he didn't really have a job. Now he's kind of just a placeholder for it. I yeah, mean, but still, like, you could, he's, if he can't even do a placeholding thing, he's just, they're going to elevate someone else. You know what I mean? Well, I like, think they're going to get Jamarcus Ingram. This is a big moment for him. It's as yeah. simple as that. This is a big moment for him. This is, I don't want to say make or break because that seems a little extreme, but kind of do or die. It is. It, it is a little bit because if Dane's healthy for next week and Benford's healthy for next week, I mean, he's going to get back to that third boundary corner spot. So, I mean, this is this is a big moment for him to kind of rebound from a tough outing. And listen, Kevin Ridley does that to a lot of corners. It's not mm-hmm. like he was getting routed by some, I'm not going to say names, but some, like, third receiver on a good team. Like, Kevin Ridley is a, num- a true number one receiver. So, I think this is a big week for him because you're playing the Giants, and the Giants don't have great boundary-wide receivers. Like, he's going to be matched up probably against, like, Isaiah Hodgins, who's yeah. – all right, it's a death piece, but starting, you probably don't want him. So, talking a little Giants injury report. No Daniel Jones, which is the big injury. Obviously, we have that in the ticker. Uh, Tarad is going to start. He should get a standing elevation. Yes. Uh, he's, he the first, he's the Bills quarterback that got them to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. So, under yeah. McDermott as well, technically. No, not technically about it. He no, it was. It was McDermott as the coach, but it was still basically Rex Ryan's team at that. You know what I mean? The team he I mean, built. yeah, but it was you still. I mean? it was still but um, when he cleared injuries, out. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, maybe their best offensive player. A left tackle hasn't played since week one. He's out. 
Their mm-hmm. starting rookie center is out. Uh, one of their edges, Ezel Zulari, is out. On another offensive tackle, Matt Prier is out. And then they have a lot of guys that were really limited in practice. So, I mean, we don't have a great – I guess we'll see today with the injury report who else could potentially right. miss. But Saquon's been pretty limited, so I don't know if he's going to play. Darren Waller had a groin injury that missed practice Wednesday but then was limited Thursday. So, I guess we'll see more about his stats if he has, like, a questionable or – that kind of thing. So that I mean, Wardell Robinson, you know, he had a knee injury out again out Wednesday, limited Thursday. So I guess we'll see if all those guys that they have injury designations uh, after today. But yeah, the Giants are really banged up. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And you're playing a backup quarterback. You're playing um, a, a team without their best offensive lineman. You're playing a team without their strength center. Now, honestly, Tyrod probably has the most experience being the backup quarterback with the backup center. So Right. Maybe that aids a little bit, but also with the communication with the starting guards, probably not in a hostile environment. So mm-hmm. and Tyler, I don't know, I mean, still, he's he's a little fluid back there still. He can he can move his no, legs he's and make things athletic. happen. The Bills didn't do a great job of T Law last no. week. So I think that will be it. And then I think and Barkley looks to be returning. So is that what they said? Yeah, he's not he's not announced out yet. He's not ruled out as far oh. as I know. Yeah, he might, he might, but he might be like questionable. So we don't. He's still, he's still questionable. Yeah. So they haven't, they, I probably haven't announced official injury designations yet, but we'll see. Um, but I mean, just what this Giants team, they're banged up. They're not very good. Let's get into the three keys. So I'm only going to have three keys this week because I just like the Giants are so bad where I don't think we need, yeah. It's like we, all we need is like a Terrell Owen key to the city for no reason. Terrell Owens. Like why that even happened, I have no yeah, idea. That, but. that was bizarre. That was mm-hmm. still a bizarre time. What time to be alive? <laughs> um, so I guess key number one is Allen versus Wink Markendale and the chaos of the Giants defense. The Giants defense is not very good. They don't have very no. good corners. Uh, I don't think they have great D linemen other than Lawrence is good. De- Leonard Williams is good. Kayvon Thibodeau makes splash plays, but isn't very consistent. They like to blitz. They're going to blitz mm-hmm. a lot. They're going to send a lot of pressure. Uh, they're going to play a lot of man coverage as well behind that pressure. So I think Allen's going to have a potential for a big game, but it's also a game where he has a little bit of potential to maybe turn the ball over a couple times. And again, you can't really do that with a team of a backup quarterback. Uh, yeah. So that would be my only concern would be like Allen's very good at looting pressure and he's been good against the blitz. I think so far this, I mean, it looks from the PFF grade and all that. So it's all about Allen versus the blitz. I think the second thing kind of hinges on a Saquon plays or Darren Wallet plays is just don't let the stars of the Giants beat you. Mm-mm. Let if Wardell Robinson plays, let Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hasmans, let those guys beat you and let them go up and I mean this this offense is bad. Make them go up and down the field 10 plays 75 yards to score a touchdown. Don't give up big plays and let the big stars be stars. Uh and then the I guess the third thing is don't take this game too lightly. I think this is a situation right. where, yes, you are 14-point home favorites. It's prime time. You're playing against a team of out the starting quarterback, really banged up. They're getting killed every week. Your division rival just embarrassed them uh, the week prior. It's trap-ish kind of game. Like It is. The Bills are coming off a low, but like it's still trap-ish because that team, the team you're playing is off like, – no, no, they're not even on the chart. They're, yeah. they're, yeah, they're hanging on the floor. It's so like the goldfish that's like, on the floor. It's just Allen versus the Blitz. 
don't let this giant stars beat you. Make them drive down the field and just this game is important. This is a game, you know, take care of business. This is a take care of business yeah. kind of game. No, this it is, is a game where if you walk in, have a pulse, have some energy, you should blow this team off the water. And you're at home. You're at home. Yeah. The, the Bills Mafia is home, so it shouldn't be a problem getting some energy going. But yeah, I agree with you. Kind of, it could be a trap game, especially, you know, the Giants are kind of like that Lego brick that's just been sitting in the carpet for four weeks. You know what I mean? Like you could just step on it and not realize what's happening. So um, listen, I, that's kind of where I'm at with this game. Like, I think they'll win, but there is, like you said, opportunity for a trap game. I, I do agree. So let's, let's, let's put our, you know, our brains together and come up with a final score. Obviously last week, 42 to 14 bills. I think they kill them. Okay. I'm going to go 41, 17 bills. I also think similar. <laughs> I am not a big guy that likes predicting upsets because the NFL is the NFL, man. It is parody driven. I like to predict um, upsets, and we see how that happens. So, how yeah, I know. I mean, like, listen, the Bills have killed three teams, one of them being the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I get this weird feeling of just like having very high. Ex- it's not like the, it's not the Bills' fault. It's just like having high expectations that you're going to blow out a team. Sometimes, when like that first quarter ends and the game's still tight, then it, it impacts like your thinking of the rest of the way, and you just get super nervous. Um, but I, I just, I don't see a way the Giants win this game. I don't see a way. A real, I, I should say, I don't see a way the Giants win this game. Realistically, I don't see a way that this isn't at least a two-score game. Realistically, either, other than if Josh just absolutely craps the bed and Tyrod just becomes, if Tyrod just yeah becomes God for four yes. quarters of football. But I, I just think this is a great opportunity for the Bills to get back on the right track before you go on the road to face a division rival and the Patriots next week. Yeah, um, who is your who would your who's your player of the game? My player of the game is going to be Gabe Davis. I think he has three touchdowns on the day. I think he just lights Dang. it up. I'm going to be honest with you. And listen, I'm going to add one more point before you give your player of the game, okay? Dable sounds like that long-lost girlfriend that lost the love of her life, okay? Like, did you hear what he said yesterday? Uh, Josh Allen, unbelievable player, one of the best in the league in that he makes you better as a play caller, too. So he's one of a kind. I mean, Sorry. listen, there's Cute. there's some emotions in the game as well. I love I, Brian Dable did a lot for this team. He's a big part of why the team is the way it is. Like, I'm this isn't anything like that. I'm just saying um, he's going to be seeing what he's missing. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm letting you know now. He's going to he's going to miss. He's going to miss having J.A. 17 and not the dollar general version of Daniel Jones. So I, I think I think I think we're going to have a good game. I think my player of the game is James Cook. I think James Cook has had two tough weeks back to back. I think this is a situation where the Bills are going to get up early, and I just think the Giants are going to lose their will to play. I think they're going to be able to run the ball on this team. And I think James Cook goes for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I think this is his kind of like, hey, I'm still RB1. Like, yeah, I haven't, I was terrible against Jacksonville. Didn't do a lot versus Miami, but I'm still here, boys. I'm still number one. Sorry, Latavia. Sorry, Damien. Let me give you a little stiff arm. It's still yeah. my job. It's still oh, my room. Josh Norman. The yeah. stiff arm king. Yeah, who cares? I mean, that's just stuff. <laughs> Would you think I, he I plays pray, over Kyrie? I just pray that uh, Josh Norman never takes uh, actual meaningful snap for the Bills in the 2023 season. That's all Listen, I ask. He might, he might play for Kyrie. We don't know. That could happen. No. What no. if? No. Does he get stiff armed by Saquon if he plays? Then you think we you think we get a, a repeat thrown out of bounds? God hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so 
that's a look at the Bills game against the Giants. Primetime. We move into the primetime slate for the Bills pretty much. The only non-primetime game out of the next five is the Patriots game the week after this one. So um, it's a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, national slate. Everyone's going to have their eyes on the Bills. Um, so it's time to show out, you know, stick it to them. Yeah, we were jet lagged in London, but that doesn't mean anything for the rest of the season. Okay. And that's all. That's what they need to say right now. Right. That's Don't that's play what the playoffs in London, no, man. No, you put exactly. on a shirt. The no. playoffs are not in London. Playoffs are not in London. I mean, maybe no, there's no way. But yeah, there is a way. Never mind. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna speak it. We could but, go to we could go to California and get a mini jet lag, but that doesn't matter. Oh my god. Oh my god. But anyway, anyway. Of London, speaking yes. of London, speaking it is time for our picks. In the first game we were picking, we had to do it. The Bills come off a game in London. We had to pick the next game in London. And it just it just felt morally correct of us to do that yeah no the moral compass is pointing right at it and blinking yeah. so we had to do it and, and the ravens are four point favorites against the titans and i'm yep. gonna say this right now lamar and the ravens are gonna bounce back i think the ravens did the right move as we saw from last week of getting to london before mm-hmm. 40 hours before unlike what the bills did unlike what the titans are doing i think the ravens will be a fresher team i think the ravens are embarrassed and the ha- and the fact they completely completely blew that game against their division rival and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Titans also coming off against a tough loss against the Colts, but I think Lamar. I mean, you got to hand it to the back. Steelers though, at that point, like that was a pretty impressive mounting victory. Matt Canada wasn't even excited because it was an audible. So yeah, I know. <laughs> but my, I, I, I'm picking my boy Lamar. They're going to win 31 17. Okay. I agree with you. The Ravens are going to win this game because they left early and the Titans, someone openly said in a press conference that no, it's the same either way. No, it's not. We saw it last week. Like, come on, what are we doing? Vrabel get, get a hold of it. So I think they come out. We're going to see guys taking naps on the sideline. That's how bad it's going to be. And I think the Ravens take this game 21 to seven. That's what my prediction is. And I think the Titans just can't get anything going. So next game though, the Miami Dolphins are taking on the Panthers, Carolina Panthers. They're 10 and a half point favorites, rightfully so. Um, the Dolphins offense is nothing but explosive, and you need a good defense like the Bills to keep it subdued. So I don't think the Panthers have that, unfortunately, as much as I love Frank Reich and I would love him to win. Um, it, it's got to be it's it's the Dolphins all the way on this one, you know, and I'd love to see Miami drop a game. I would love to lose this pick. I really would, but I got to pick the Dolphins. Owen six, here we come, baby. Mm-hmm. Panthers are gonna they're they're just the talent difference is just too much for them to overcome. Yeah. And I think the Dolphins are just a well oiled machine offensively, even with losing A chain. Um I just I don't think Bryce Love Bryce Love, that's a running back from Stanford. Bryce Young, the quarterback for the Panthers, I don't think he can keep up with Tua on this this Miami offense. So I don't think they're gonna win like 38 to 20. Let's just go that. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, they'll hit, they'll hit the 2 0. Did I give a score prediction? I completely forgot. It does not matter. It does not we matter. All, we all know it's what a you blowout. Yeah. yeah, it's a blowout. So, next game Seahawks are at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are only three point favorites. The Seahawks have been kind of doing all right this season over in the NFC. And the Bengals, Joe Burrow looks to have bounced back, hopefully, because I'm playing him in my fantasy league this week. I'm 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 taking him off the bench. 
um, for the third time this season with optimism. So we're hoping this time is the charm. The third time's the charm. But the Bengals are three-point favorites. I think the Bengals win this one by three points. I think it's a last-minute field goal. And uh, the final score would be hmm, 17 to 14. Bengals. I also had the Bengals winning by a field goal. I think Joe Burrow finally showed that he was healthy. I think they're going to win 27-24. Gino, I know coming off the bye, but we haven't. I mean, we had to see if he's even healthy. Um, I like the Seahawks, but I think this is a spot where the the Bengals start, especially going into their bye next week. I think this is a spot for the Bengals to get back to 500 before their bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like it. I like it. I don't because that means they're on the up and up, and we're gonna see them in the playoffs. Especially like you know we play them November 5th, so that'll be interesting. Hey, that's a good game. Come on, all of you know it's the fantasy football guys all getting together. You know we need to yeah. be a good game, an entertaining game. Come on now. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping so. So this next game, the Patriots are taking on the Raiders. The Raiders are three point favorites. Josh McDaniels return game. Horrible coach against Belichick, a struggling coach right now. Uh, Mac Jones is not doing well. Bailey Zappi came in the game last week. Mac Jones got booed off the field. The Patriots aren't. I mean, they're happy they couldn't find their next Tom Brady like he was touted as when he first entered the league, you know, so. I, I still I have the Raiders winning this game. Jimmy Garoppolo says to Bill, you know, he could have had me around. Could have had me as the backup. Could have had me, you know, stick around and lead this team. And I think the I, Raiders. That's a good point. I forgot that he was a. Yeah, it's a return game for him, too. So give me the Raiders. Give oh, It's going to be a low score. Let me tell you that right now. It's going to be the Raiders 13 to 10. Yeah, give me the, give me the Pats 17-13. I think the Pats pulled the, up, the, the upset. I think the Pats are really bad. Yeah, but Josh McDaniels is just such a horrific head coach. Mm-hmm. I just can't pick Josh McDaniels to beat the Patriots. I wish I, I wish I didn't. I, I wish He's I such didn't. a horrific coach. Like I, all of his decisions on Monday night were terrible. I don't mm-hmm. understand how they were able to win the game. I, I think my concern would be that Max Crosby takes over the game. I just think eventually the Patriots have to look like an actual NFL team. So <laughs> I'm chalked them up for an upset win here. Yeah, because Bill's job will be on the line. Um, okay. Okay. I like it. Next game, the Eagles are at MetLife Stadium taking on the New York Jets. Eagles are seven-point favorites. That's in that's a win for the Eagles right there. I mean, they haven't been playing as well as they looked last year, I will say. But I think over the Jets, they're the Eagles offense with the tush push. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be getting some action with that, and give me the Eagles. They're favored by seven, so give me them. I guess twenty one to fourteen. No, twenty one, twenty one to seventeen. Let's make it. Let's make it close. I think because I think are... I think Zach Wilson could do all right at the end of the day. I think the Eagles are gonna win twenty four thirteen. I think this is gonna be kind of a low scoring game. I like what I've seen from those Eagles offense. Both the Jets defense is really solid. Yeah. No, I will say this, though. I think you can run a little bit on this Jets defense if a really good elite offensive line that the Eagles have. So I think that has a lot of potential. Um, I also think the Eagles in the middle of this defense is vulnerable. So I think that could help out Zach Wilson. But I think the Eagles' D line just kind of manhandles the Jets' offensive line, especially that they lost Elijah Vera Tucker and all that. So I, 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 think, I think the Eagles get it done on the road. All righty. 
Well, that does it for our NFL slate for the week. Those are our five games. Now it's time for the mortal locks. Dom, I'll let you go first. Who's your mortal lock for the week? Um, or do you want great, me to go first? That's a great I, question, Joseph. I I was debating this heavily for an incredibly longer time than I probably should because I think the answer is right in my face. And uh, you know what, Joe? I am just going to do it. Do it. My mortal lock for the week will be the San Francisco 49ers against the Browns. Dude, I mean, I wish I could show you right now. That's what I have on my notes right now. The I mean, 49ers. I just don't. I just think that's the easiest mortal lock of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing Shanahan's a back machine. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be concerned a little bit, maybe with like, listen, they don't have to cover the spread. They just had to win. So I'd be a little bit concerned with the, the, the Cleveland defense slowing down the San Francisco offensive attack, but. I mean, no Deshaun Watson for the second straight game for the Browns. They don't have Nick Chubb, obviously. I just don't. I think this San Fran defense causes a couple turnovers and they score in some short fields, and it's kind of a, a it's a it's a red zone game where they just show you like the touchdown with like five minutes to go because they have to show you a touchdown, the touchdown. Yeah. No, I listen. Deshaun Watson could he have played last week? Because um, I that, that's what everyone's ago. saying. I guess two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I thought yeah, they had everyone, the last week. Yeah, they did. Everyone was saying two weeks ago that he would have he was actually able to play, he just chose not to. Okay. I don't know what's going on there. We don't know what's going on there, but all I'm saying is you literally had a burn victim on the field and he played through it, getting d- severe burns to his face with the helmet pads all over him, right? That same week. And that burn happened two days before the game. Okay. He came in with a mask. He looked like a Halloween character. David and Joker. Yes. Yes. I was gonna do a dramatic name reveal, but I got, I got, oh, I guess you, got, I guess, I guess you got it for me. Um, he just posted pictures of said Burns too on social media. What a trooper! Like I, I seriously, I have the utmost respect for that guy. I really do for like just you know being committed to the team, doing what he needs to do. But yeah, give me the 49ers. I have it on my note sheet here. Shanahan's machine of an offense. Yeah, the the Browns defense is good. Uh, listen, there's too many weapons on the Niners' offense, and that system with Brock Purdy at the helm. Listen, I'm sick of hearing all this stuff. Brock Purdy's just in the system, you know, whatever. No, no. Okay, the system is good, but you need to have a competent quarterback in said system to make it work. Trey Lance was not working in that system, okay? Granted, they didn't really give him a lot of time to develop into that system, but he wasn't working. Brock Purdy steps right in and just meshes, works right into that system. Mr. Irrelevant, give him the credit. Okay, give him the credit. We're going to see a feature film about him in the coming years. I'm telling you that right now. Okay, so give me the 49ers is my mortal lock this week, too. Dom, we're the same mortal lock this week. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I guess we're going to find out. Listen, could be good, could be bad. We're going to have to wait and see. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Podcasts betting on the bills. I'm Joe Callie. As always, I'm joined by Dom Lawson. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.